0: She wants to have a hoe phase and wants me to let her go out and kiss other guys. A sex that is devoid of care for the other human being is destructive on both parts. A complete betrayal of that divine bond of trust. That's what I meant by this relationship is over. (laughs) This email sent in by a long-time supporter of the channel. The first part of his email was quite an intense dive into his lack of self-commitment to excellence. His falling off of the journey, if you will, when it comes to self-improvement. However, I will not be diving deeply into that in today's session. It's really of a different topic, of a different light. So for context, this story is sent in by a 23-year-old male from somewhere in the US. I refer to him as X as always to keep things as anonymous as possible. I refer to his girlfriend in question as fake name Jenna. X goes on to say that I've been having some relationship troubles. My girlfriend Jenna of three and a half years just hasn't been herself since she graduated this past spring. I think it's in part because she's not able to hold down a job for more than a couple months and doesn't have any close friends around now that she's moved back home. She sleeps in most days late and refuses to wake up or even get up until she has to, and then she naps frequently. But here's the things that really trouble me. Right before we're about to go to bed, when she's at my house, she'll sometimes bring up how she wants to have a hoe phase and wants me to let her go out and kiss other guys. I've tried to explain to her that I'm not okay with this as I'm committed to getting married down the road, and if she wants to go off and do that, then I'm done with her. This then leads to saying I'm not being fair and that she'll withhold sex from me and might just go off and kiss other guys anyway and not tell me. I then would say she would be lying to demand she would quit back. It's not lying if I don't ask. Huge red flag there, but I seriously think she believes she needs to go off and kiss drunk strangers just to feel better about herself. Not having gotten to experience anything wild in college because everything was shut down from COVID. And as I already said, I'm for it. Pause. I That obviously contradicts his entire message here, so I thought it was a typo. I re-emailed him after this, I replied asking if it was a typo, it was, he added more context in his response, we'll get to that in a second, but just for now, just know that that was a typo, and what he meant to say was, and as I already said, I'm not for it, and she actually did go off to a Halloween party with friends that I couldn't go to because I had practice the next morning, and she met a guy, and tried to meet up with him, but didn't end up doing anything then, came back to me crying and sobbing like crazy that next weekend after not talking to me that whole week. Because of all this, I think Jenna truly lacks a clear purpose and direction for her life, and is worse off than in ways I can understand. She will literally joke about having depression to me and play it off like it's no big deal, but then won't get off her phone the entire morning either. That's a lot to unpack, I know, Adam, but if you think you could offer any words of wisdom for me, I'll be forever thankful. Signed, forever yours on the journey, X. So I responded to X asking for clarification on that typo, which I thought was a typo, and he got back saying, I think I meant to say not for it in regards not for her going out to a party and hooking up other guys, but she's also been very adamant that she doesn't want to do anything but kiss other guys, as in not escalate at all, but just kiss and run or something to that extent. So I did talk with her about how nobody should be trying to kiss with things she just wants a kiss, but then she would just keep saying, all I want is to kiss and experience other guys before I settle down, which I can see straight through as being her attempt to fill a void within her by seeking external validation. But she may also have fallen into the Disney princess state of mind and want to be swept off her feet by other guys just to feel like she's worth it. Now, whenever she says she's going out, I feel as if I need to go with her and make sure she doesn't do anything behind my back, which I don't usually, but sometimes feel like I should because she'll come back and tell me about meeting cute guys and befriending them. Which I don't see as a negative thing in and of itself, but I have to admit she's lost some of my trust. I don't drink and don't enjoy bars. I usually, so I usually end up being the designated driver, but I've also already decided I'd rather spend my time creating value or learning rather than going to a loud bar and staying up late. Just the other day, I was talking with our whole family, mine and hers, and we all agreed she was acting in quotes, different, end quotes, or another quote, not like her old self end quote, which I believe is in part from her failing to give meaning to her own life and thus wanting it to be given to her by the world. I'll also add that Jenna just got off of medication she was on for her mood slash depression that I think helped her at first, but which I was sure would just be a crutch for her as she still had some symptoms or was holding onto the story of having had a concussion to make up for her inability to take responsibility for her life. During some of her lowest points, she turned in on herself and said things like, I don't want to be here anymore, as in stop living in these instances where I'm there to do my best to comfort her and allow her space to talk to her emotions. I don't believe she would ever kill herself, but it does worry me when she gets into that state. Thank you very much, Axe, for sending in this raw and painful story. And before I begin, I want to say that I want the best for both you and the girl you're involved with, and that everything I say comes from love. And the first thing from love that I must say to both of you is that your relationship is over. This is not a surprise to either of you. You both know this, and that you're both self-medicating with pain. You don't perceive it as pain, you perceive it as pleasure. But if you continue to walk in the paths, both the girl who's seeking external sexual stimulus through other partners while she's in an exclusive monogamous relationship, that path of pain will lead to your self-destruction. For the young man who's fallen off his path, fallen off his journey in life, became addicted to porn and video games, which by the way I didn't mention in the beginning when I was reading out the emails because I didn't read out that part of the email. It was very, very long. But as amongst his falling off of his journey, he also noted that uh, he just fell upon porn or self-medicating that way. So what we're seeing here is a lot of self-medication of pain, which none of them would rationalize as. They would rationalize it as, well, that's in itself, self, self-medicating. And they get a pleasure from that, not realizing the long-term pathway of pain, the hell that they have destined themselves to. One, in using sex to mask over her internal trauma. The other using food and virtual sex essentially to mask over his pain. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by boldojo.com where you can book one-on-one coaching with myself in order to create action plans, overcome limiting beliefs, destroy negative self-perceptions and egoic attachments. Have a listening ear to the trials of your life helping you to move forward. You can also sign up for the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. It's just a quick sip of social dynamics and anything I'm exploring. On Fridays, just go to boldojo.com, sign that up. You can also hit up the free resources of wisdom where I drop my favorite books, movies, quotes, anime, documentary, music, all of that, all at boldojo.com. And if you would like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash O O I. Link is down below in the description. Or you can also donate directly through the website, also linked down in the description. Anything that you guys do donate is always extremely appreciated and just goes back to helping support the show and what I do here. So thank you very much. And if you do get anything from this piece of content, please let me know in a comment down below. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. And also please drop a thumbs up on the video. It just helps the YouTube algorithm, helps send out the video to more people in the community. And if you find that you resonated, share with a friend who you think would resonate as well. Let's get into today's show. So let's start back at the beginning here. Excellent. If your woman is having to say to you that I need to have a whole phase in order to be wild and get those experiences, in order to settle down, I just need to kiss a few guys and then I can settle down. As you had alluded to, that is her attempting to fill an internal void with external measure. And if we can go a little bit deeper, what it really does sense as is that she is being deeply unsatisfied, likely from two pathways here. Relationship is a two-way street, yes? Pain is a two-way path as well, in which that there is likely a host of traumatic experiences in her life that have led her to this position in which that she's going to use sex and sexual validation as a way to inform herself and to validate and gratify herself. I would like to regress back to when she's three, five, six years old and see what trauma may lay there in regards to her perception of self-worth, Right, the setup between her parents particularly, And if there was any abuse along the way, I'd like to find those things out. I don't have her in the room today. Those are all questions to consider. That's one part of it. That's half of it. The other half of it is what is it that you have not been willing to provide for her? E.g. What if you were a boyfriend that was so neglectful? If not neglectful in time spent, but neglectful in sexual energy. You are both, well, he is 23 right now. She is somewhere in that ballpark. They met three and a half years ago. So he was roughly 19 and a half. She was probably a little bit younger, I believe. But roughly so So it's a long time to spend with each other. And I would like you to ask first and foremost, X, when we look at these situations, which is what is it that I could have done better? What is it that potentially that I've been doing to push my girl to the point in which that she is desiring? a whole phase, a whole pass in so many words. Have I been delivering on my role as a masculine being when it comes to the sexual dance between her, fire, and mine? Have I been satisfying those desires? Have I been paying the careful attention to her? Have I been having regular check-ins every week to understand where she's at emotionally, psychologically? And oh, we look at the three planes of attraction, physical, mental, and spiritual. Alright, and on, on a sexual arena, how those all interrelate with each other, have I been doing my best to keep a tap, keep a hot tap on all of those? Those are all questions that you need to ask X. I And I know that's hard to hear because it does appear in this situation, if you just look at it on a surface level, that she seems to be the one that's committing all the wrongs. You know. If we look at it as generously as possible in your favor. It appears that she is the one that is breaking all the principles of an exclusive monogamous relationship. Yep, and I don't disagree with that to an extent, but when we have to we have to look at you as well because it seems very unlikely. There are there are sociopathic people in this world. There are dark triad like people that have intense levels of narcissism and that really do borderline on psychotic. They do exist. But the chance that you found yourself, the likelihood that you find yourself with a true sociopathic person, is pretty unlikely. It's pretty unlikely. It's about 1% of the world. But that's not to say that you don't find people with tendencies. That's not to say that you're not going to come across people that have such hurt lockers, such deeply filled hurt lockers of trauma that have not been resolved, that you might find yourself with someone like that that would treat you just as poor, if not just as poorly as someone who was a true psychotic, but something alike or akin to. So I'm not ruling that out here. I'm not ruling that out because it it is for sure that I would classify her behavior right here as abnormal. For a girl to say who's in an exclusive monogamous relationship, I need you to let me go and kiss other guys. and Also, let's add something in there. It's quite interesting, wasn't it, when she said, but I won't do anything else. I just need to kiss them, but I won't do anything else. So the fundamental principle of a betrayal of trust starts in the mind starts with intent why do you want to do that something that my girlfriend once said to me when we were discussing cheating and the principles behind cheating, the psychology of cheating was that you know if a girl proposes the idea of something akin to that it is likely she is already doing something much worse or has done something much worse, and so now she's seeking permission to backtrack to save face for that. Simplify that. It is likely that if your girlfriend is saying that, I just need to go and kiss other guys, but I won't do anything else, she likely has already done something enough similar to that. And if she's also saying that, and you said that, she already went out on her own to a party that you weren't going to be at, because you couldn't be, because you'd be at track next morning, And she attempted to hook up with a guy, but it didn't follow through. I don't know why it didn't follow through. That's a questionable statement, isn't it? It's a questionable fact of reality as to whether something did or did not happen. She said she came back to you crying a week later. I'm not trying to sow seeds of doubt. What I'm trying to sow seeds of is realization of the psychological mechanic happening here, which is that even if, let's give her the absolute benefit of the doubt, that she hasn't actually cheated on you in the physical manifestation of such, but she has done so for sure psychologically. For her to even say to you that you need to let me go and kiss other guys, then I will commit to you, that's already a complete betrayal of that divine bond of trust. That's what I meant by this relationship is over. But what got her there is of more interest to me as a social dynamics coach. I don't think... well. Let me say this. X, I think the reason why you sent me this email is because you want to hear the words I'm saying right now because you have not been courageous enough to say it to yourself. I know deep within your heart, you're not an idiot. You're not a blind, willful idiot. At least I wouldn't like to think so. But what I do think is that you've got a good heart. You want to see the best in her. You've been invested in her for the last three and a half years. But even so... You have reached the point of willful blindness. You have reached the point of sustained disbelief in which that now the evidence has mounted up so deeply that there's an, even if she hasn't physically had sex with another guy, she surely has done so in her mind. While that may be hard to hear, it's probably not as hard as everyone else thinks it is. Because I know between you and I, X, and I don't know you that well, but I know if you're sending me this email, I know that you've already had this conversation in your mind. I know you've already run these XYZs. I know you've already had the simulations going on and the contingencies of what could possibly have occurred here. So we're being honest here. And honesty comes out brutally, comes out harshly, but it does come with love. And I want you to see this. I want you to understand the feminine psychology because we need to understand what brought her here. That is more of importance than what her end outcome is, what the end manifestation is, whether she slept with five guys, 10 guys, no guys, just kissed a few guys. It doesn't doesn't matter. It's what brought her there is of most concern to us. I think it is a likely combination of unresolved trauma from her past, stepping back likely to childhood and then just manifesting in patterns ever since then. But I also think there's a tremendous amount of responsibility that needs to be taken on your part as to what were you not honoring, what were you not delivering, what were you not serving as the masculine being in your relationship that could have potentially pushed her even faster towards this, even closer towards this. I think it's without, it's, I think it's with little doubt that she was a ticking time bomb the whole time. And it was likely that she was going to, you were just, as i had to say, you were standing in the firing line. The trigger was going to be pulled regardless. It seems to be that was the case with this woman, but it doesn't mean that she loaded the ammo all on her own you very well could have stood with her, loaded the ammo, and then went and stood in the firing line. And what that is to say is that when you said in your email that, you know, phone addicted to porn, I see it also very unlikely that you were simultaneously being an upstanding masculine being in all facets of your temple, purpose, physical, mental, social development, because you already said that you weren't, but particularly when it comes to the social part of that temple, and particularly when it comes to the romantic part of that social temple, and particularly when it comes to the sexual dynamics of your romance in which that you are not delivering and serving and satisfying her desires and needs, but that is in fact loading the ammo. I just can't see you being addicted to porn, video games, falling off your purpose at but also somehow giving her all that she needs and desires. You know what I'm saying? I think you know what I'm saying. So there has to be responsibility taken on both parts. And you know, in last week's podcast, we had, we had the reverse. We had the reverse in which that you had a girlfriend who was so afraid of being cheated on in which that she was fencing off her boyfriend from seeing other female beings in general, like platonically. But we had to acknowledge her enabling a pain, his enabling a pain. I'm doing that for you right now, X. You just, you must take responsibility for it all. So we are naturally brought now to the point in which that we have excavated why she may be what she is doing and how it's wrong, why she may be doing that, what you have been doing potentially, and what it may have led to that. So where are we at? How to move forward? It's pretty clear that the relationship is over. So we can either take two pathways here. This can be this might be a very very short podcast. It could be a very, very short podcast if we really get to the absolute final point here, which is basically how to execute the ending of the relationship, because there is definitely a best practice of doing that, how to best do that. But something that I think might be of more interest is to those of you that might be saying, is this savable? Like, could you fix this? I need to back up a second. Why is it such an issue Apart from the very obvious breaking of the foundations of an exclusive monogamous relationship, why is it such an issue that she's seeking sexual stimulation in other members of the opposite sex? Is that inherently wrong is the question. We are sexual creatures. We are sexual beings. Many of us desire sexual variety in varying levels. Some people need a phase in their lives. And to that fundamental question, Ho phase, I hate that term, I hate that phrase, Right. And so there we get to the intent. I just want to finish this little block up. Whole phase, no. Whole pass, no. Open sexual exploration, understanding who you are in relation to others, moving through your limiting beliefs, moving through your negative self-perceptions, your egoic attachments, learning to understand yourself in relation to many. Yes. Done with care. All of what I just said, done with care. Yes. Not casual sex, but open sex done with care. Yes. Right? Not transactional sex, but sex done with a presence, done with a love, in that moment, wanting the best, giving the best of experience, giving the best of a human experience, done safely, with the protection mechanisms applied, yes, condoms, etc. yes. A sex that is devoid of care for the other human being is destructive on both parts. A sex that is transactional is destructive on both parts. But a sex that is born from a connection to the present moment, in which that you are not either desiring or if not ready for a long-term commitment, can be done and navigated with tremendous care. Right, these lines are not black and white. There is much gray within this space, but not so gray to the point in which that we're willing to say that it's hard to see how one would do that. No, you gotta be, you got to be excellent. you got to be excellent in order to have an open style sex in which that you are navigating it with love and with care. Love needn't come with attachment. But that's not for everyone and that's not for everyone at all times. Not necessarily for everyone at any time. What I'm saying there is that do do some people need, in quotes, the whole phase? Let's chuck that term out. Do some people, in quotes, need an open sexual space in which that throughout their lives, maybe it be their early 20s, mid-20s, et cetera, they just need to be and they just desire to be with a lot of people. Throw out the word need there, just desire to be with a lot of people. Yes, that is just, that's actually a large portion of people that i found. That was myself for a long period of time. From 22 to 28, that was me, where I preferred to be in open relationships. But not for a moment. And not a single woman that I was with in those six or so, seven years, did any of them ever feel like they were treated as a piece of trash, a transactional chip to just cash in at the casino. In every single moment, in every sexual engagement I had with a woman, in an open style, she always knew that I cared for her, that I was deeply attuned to her needs and desires in that moment, that she knew afterwards that she could always just talk with me, that I was going to be the same Adam afterwards as before, and that when things needed to end, whether it was because we found out we were no longer a match or a connection, or she wished to find a connection in another and find it in exclusive monogamy, there would be no pain and there'll be no judgment on the other end, All right? It ends when it ends and that's fine. You know, a detachment, detachment from the process. But now I find myself in an exclusive monogamous relationship. What? How could that be? It's because I recognize the ever-flowing and ever-changing nature of humanity. I recognize the ever-changing desire for lessons and what lessons you need to learn. As I said, what's the best relationship style for a human being? The one that serves them the lessons they need to learn right now. The lessons you need to learn at 22 to 26, Very well are not going to be the same lessons you need to learn from 28 to 32. Maybe some people decide that the lesson they want to learn is monogamy for life. And that is their lesson this life. Okay. I am very much against a setting of the table for all tables. The same setting for all tables in all houses across this planet. It is foolish to me for anyone to say that. It is only monogamy and monogamy for life. That is the only way to go about relationships. It is only polyamory or polygamy, depending on how you want to go about it. Just for a definition there. When you have polygamy, it's just the act of marrying multiple spouses. You have polygyny, which is the male version of that in terms of one male, many female. And then you have polyandry, which is the many female, sorry, one female with many male. Polygyny, one male, many females. Polyandry, one female, many males. And then you have polyamory, of a completely different branch there, which is just many loves, or to be romantically engaged with multiple people. So, whatever branch, whatever manifestation of poly you would wish to in- engage, I think there are very few of you that envision a life where you would like to have multiple married spouses. Uh, it seems unlikely for most people, but there are many people that would like to have many loves at the same time, whether because they're traveling, or they're just not going to be around. Whether it's because they're processing trauma and they're just learning to baby step their way through and maybe their trauma spurred off of something very monogamous and even the idea revolts them because of the abuse they had experienced within said monogamous relationship and would wish to engage something in a little bit more open and free in that sense. Not that an exclusive relationship isn't freeing in another way, but a different type of freedom we are talking about there. Anyways, getting beyond the pedantic nature of what I was just diving into. Although I'm sure some of you found it interesting. I do, anyway. The lesson that you need to learn right now, that is what we should be optimizing for. So you can throw out whole phase. You can throw out whole pass because that inherently is imbued with a toxic dark sludge of a concept in which that I am disrespecting myself. I am disrespecting the people I'm with. I am transacting on myself and others. To call it a whole face, to call it a whole pass is to really corrupt the foundational nature of who you are. What I'm saying here is, X, if your girlfriend had said instead, okay, listen, X, I feel that I have some unresolved pain within myself. I also feel that you are part of that, that you don't treat me the way that I want to be treated. You don't satisfy me sexually the way that I want to be satisfied. That's it, and she just leaves it right there, lets you sit in that, and then she says, I feel like I need to go off on my own and just explore sexually. I need to understand who I am and try to work throughout all these things, and it may very well be that as I explore sexually, I incur more pain, and I realize that I disconnect more from myself, okay, but I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I need to find that out. And I want to. I want to explore that. I can't deny that desire to explore, no matter how wrong it may appear to be. I need to learn that lesson. So we can no longer be in a relationship together. I've loved the time that we've spent, but we can no longer be in a relationship together. You can see the chasm, the Grand Canyon of difference between what I just said and what your girlfriend is currently saying, which is, you just need to let me kiss other guys and give me a, a whole phase so that then I can commit to you. Do you see what I'm saying here, X? What you're dealing with here is someone who is so burdened by the pain of their self-disconnect that they can't even see it. They don't even, they don't even know what they don't even know. They are not aware of the darkness. Whereas what I gave to you in the first package is at least someone who is aware of the darkness and is willing to work with it, work through it. That would be the best outcome. But I can't, I, I can't be your girlfriend. I can't tell her what to do or say, nor what I want to. That's just where she is right now. And so, you, I would encourage you not to belabor the point. Do not diminish her as a person for not being evolved enough to be aware of her darkness. Just see her darkness for what it is, and as a man, do what's right. As a man, do what's right. As a masculine being, it is your foremost principle to lead, not only in times of great distress, not only in regards to physical defense, survival, but emotionally. Emotionally, you must be the one in times of darkness to lead. When you find your partner feminine who is in dark emotion, not to force light into her eyes, but to shine it regardless in hopes that she may one day see it. That is your role as a masculine being, to just be that total vessel of acceptance, that eternally shining light. And so how would I go about that if I was you? And my girlfriend was saying to me, I need a whole phase, I need to go kiss other guys. What I would say to her, I'll sit her down, I'll sit her down. In a low energetic signal environment, not distracted by TVs and cafes and people of people's, but to just be under the waterfall, on the beach, in the sand, in the park, on the grass. Listen, Jenna. I just want to start by acknowledging you, acknowledging you for who you are and who we've been together. XYZ. It doesn't have to be too verbose or too long, but just I see you for who you are. And I thank you. She receives that, okay, there's a few things that I need to say to you, but first, before we begin, I just need to get an agreement from you that you'll hear me fully first, and then I want to hear you fully afterwards, just so we don't make assumptions, or get confused, or get overheated. Can we do that? Cool. All right, she agrees. Great. So, in regards to you wanting to express and to explore sexually with other masculine beings, even if it is only just kissing in your mind. This to me is a fundamental corruption of the dynamic between masculine and feminine in an exclusive and monogamous relationship. Effectively, this signals to me that our relationship is over and has likely been over for a long time. As to why you want to do this, I'm sure you have many reasons and they're not for me to judge. And I would love to know what I have done to play a part in that, to push you towards that. But it would only be Me forsaking myself, if I were to allow this to continue. So I want to set you free. I want to set us both free. I want to do the best for both of us, which is in giving you what you want, even if I believe that to be something destructive in and of itself. That is not my choice. That is not my path to live to live and walk in life. I want you to be as you wish to be, but just know that on this eternal thread in life that we seem to find ourselves we each have lessons to serve but sometimes we are no longer able to see those lessons if not for having run out or that our eyes have shut and I feel that now our time has come. So I thank you. I thank you deeply for what you've taught me what you've shown me. I'll always want the best for you and that my love for you will always be eternal and I hope that one day we can come back and look back on this and continue to learn again in whatever arena, whatever dynamic. Thank you. Sit deeply. Sit deeply into the silence that follows the power of your words. Look deeply. See the tears running from her eyes. Feel them welling up in yours. I'm sure you will. Allow her to exhaust herself fully in response. Depending on the delivery and the timing, the essence, the core, the pace. She may accept your message without question. She may retort with fire. If she does go down the retortion path, please allow herself to exhaust it fully. She may attempt to rationalize and justify why this kissing thing is not such a big deal. Or how it isn't the relationship that is broken and we can fix this baby. Let her exhaust herself. Do not interrupt, not jump in. Allow her emotions to unfold. And in doing so, you'll find peace. You'll find peace in having confirmation within yourself knowing that this was the best decision. Yeah? Just because someone doesn't agree with your remedy and doesn't agree with your conclusion does not mean it was wrong. Yeah, and you're getting this straight from a third objective source. You're getting this from someone who has no investment in your relationship whatsoever. I'm telling you, if you want the best for both you and her, this relationship cannot persist. And that's pretty rare for me, by the way, to get such a direct instruction. Because generally speaking, I don't tell people what to do. But this is such a clear, and the reason why, by the way, is because most situations are not so clear cut most situations have a lot of gray in between them. This situation is not. The grayness in your situation exists within why she's doing what she's doing and what you potentially did that may have influenced that. But in terms of how to move forward, that's why I opened up this podcast with Your Relationship is Over. It's just a matter of now when you have the willingness and the courage to put an end to it so that you can grow, so that she can grow. This is the thing is that you're an early 20-year-old and she's got to be somewhere around the same mark. You have another foreseeable 60 to 80 years of life on average, depending on how well you treat yourselves. You've got so much more time. As I said in so many podcasts, I know 50, 60, 70-year-olds that fell in love yesterday. Not literally, but a few months ago yesterday. I know people that are routine. Like This is the thing about life is that it's an eternal thread. There's an eternal thread of growth and of lessening, of learning. I think it's incumbent upon us as always as human beings to recognize when these lessons are done and this classroom is empty now let's go find a new one and that doesn't mean that you don't have care for that person that doesn't mean that you wouldn't want the best for them no of course human principles we want to be direct congruent authentic with empathy there's that empathy key principle whenever you're ending something with someone just letting them know that I still see you as a human being and that truly if you ever did love them then that love will never die being in love with people dies. That flame can be embered out, but the essence of having loved someone will never die. That's how I can say, looking back on the th- the four women that I have said the phrase "I love you" to. Not just that I'm in love with you, but I do love you. It's true for all of them to this day. The one that I'm currently involved with, the beautiful Haley. I'll love her to the day that I die. To Isabel, Julie, Rebecca, those other three women, I said to them that I love them and we have not been together for many, many years. i love them to the day I die. Love is a transcendent concept. Love is a transcendent idea in which that words, words pale and words fail to describe the true essence of what it means. Love is but a wrapper on the feeling inside of which that you know you are eternally connected. There is a humidity, an overwhelming thunder of energy within you that will never be put out in regards to this person because you had seen something within them, they had seen something within you. To mature your concept of love is to actually do away with the concept itself. To dive inwards and feel deeply inwards. It feels good now actually to do such, cultivate such a practice. For those that are a little bit bereft of what this would even look like and how you'd cultivate this, simply through breath, may you find a connection to true love. We're going to do it right now. We're going to take a four second inhale, Deeply as you can into your balls. Let your diaphragm expand deeply into your belly. Then you will hold that for seven seconds. And then you will release slowly over eight, allowing it to sit empty for as long as you may need. We shall do one in three, two, one. Breathing deeply. Hold. Hold. And release. Sit empty. And breathe. As you repeat that process, connecting deeply with yourself, give it 30, do 30, and take a break. And maybe just for a moment there, you'll find what true love is. For a young male speaking directly to ex, who's falling on and off his journey, finding himself addicted to porn, why not say to yourself, what can I do today to be a better man? Just one thing. What is, what is one commitment I'm willing to make today that would ensure that I would become a better man, if not by a percent, just a zero, even a fraction of a percent better. And then, as every day went by, a fraction of a percent better every day is going to eventually become 1% better. And then, over more and more days, would compound into 10% better, 50%, 80%, and then 100% better to the point in which that you are unrecognizable as a human being 10, 20, 50 years later. But it all starts with making a commitment to being a better man today, a better human today. What commitment can you make to being a better man? If your girlfriend ever watches this, what commitment can she make to being a better woman? How can you not only increase the love, peace and joy in your life, but in the lives of others and reduce the suffering, not only of yours, but of theirs? I love that you were willing to reach out. I love that you were willing to have a confirmation of what already dwells and exists within you and just an articulation of what may be there. But this session needn't go on too much longer. I just want to finish by saying that it's very easy as a young person to feel that your reality is locked in, that time and space is locked in and that your current location, the beings that make it up, right, your prospects in regards to work, money, in regards to your physical potential, in regards to your social stature, Right, in terms of the game of games, right? the material games of life. Uh, you, it's very easy to make it a pact with yourself. That this is all locked in because society told you it was. It's so not. So if I was to take you out of you, I know you're somewhere in America. If I was to take you out of that, just drop you in rural Japan and just drop you into Japan, you become a swordsmith and you just work on katanas all day long. Or if i take you out of there and just drop you in the the grapevine, the grape fields of the Barossa here in South Australia and you become a winemaker. It's like think of these different versions of reality. And as you get older, what you start to realize is that reality really is what you make it. It's not to say that others don't have it better and easier when it comes to the capitalistic game of reality. But surely we are all indefinable. Surely we are all recreatable. Surely we are all malleable. We are all sticky. We are sticky and liquid at the same time in which that we can take shape, we can take form in whichever way we decide. And if you choose to enact the principles of being a direct, congruent, authentic being with empathy, that you endeavor to bring the love, the peace and the joy, love for the journey, being at peace with the outcome and a joy for doing the thing, that you wish for the best experience in life for all beings, You you just take that as a foundational set of principles as a human. And then you look at life as a temple, in which that I have my purpose, my physical, my mental, my social development, all transcended by an inner knowing of my core nature and my core essence as a human being. And I just had those things in my backpack. And maybe not in my backpack, but the backpack of my soul. And then deeply within my soul, I had all these deeply ingrained beliefs and perceptions and frameworks towards life. And then you could just travel anywhere. You could go anywhere, be anyone. Be anyone. Or I should say, drive anyone because, or drive any car of anyone because the driver himself was good. My fundamental concept towards purpose in life in which that we have vehicles through which we'll drive through in life, but the driver himself is eternal. Who you are is eternal. And it is your work to do in this life to remove the darkness, the sullied darkness, which covers the light shining from your spiritual diamond, who you are. I do the work to remove the trauma, remove the pain, remove the limiting beliefs, egoic attachments, negative self-perceptions, remove all of that so that more light can get through. And so then it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. It doesn't matter whether you're a carpenter or whether you're the programmer of TVs and cars or whether you're the plumber or whether you're a financial trader. It does not matter. What matters is the effect that you have on the beings of this world because surely your life will be measured so. Surely by the time that you're dead, people will look back and go, what kind of effect did that person have? Was he a good father? Was he a good brother? Was he a good man? Did he live a good life? The good life is for you to decide. I'm giving you clues here. But it surely is not to be found in external measure. It is surely not to be found in chasing that outside of yourself. It is surely not to be found in the social gratification, egoic gratification of money, cars, food, women, porn, video games, etc., etc. It surely is to be found in revealing the essence of who you are. And you didn't needn't be a poet. You needn't be an artiste of words and a wordsmith. Because surely all these words that I'm using right now are but fingers. Pointing towards the moon of truth that exists within you. That's why we breathe. Because when you breathe, you put down the words and you enter that not thinking mind, that no thought mind. And you allow the clouds to pass by. Come and they go. Come and they go. But the moon itself will always be there. The truth within you. The presence of now. Life is long, but it's very short in its longness. Life is rare, but very abundant in its rareness. The paradox of life. So you are. You are life, and a product of life itself. And as you recognize this fundamental nature of that, I am life, but a product of life itself. I am the tree, but a leaf of the tree at the same time. I am but the mother and her child experiencing each other. Maybe you'd smile. Maybe you'd smile for a long, long time. So don't judge your current girlfriend too harshly for her whole phasing and her desire for sexual gratification. She's self-medicating with pain, as you likely have been self-medicating with porn, addiction to all other matters of things. It's my greatest, greatest hope that in your lifetime here and now, in these physical mechanics, in these bodies that your spirit inhabits, that you would heal your trauma, your pain, and come to life. Come to life itself. I wish you all the love, peace, and joy. (gasps) Ciao. That brings me to my thanks for all of you thank you first off for just being here your presence but please let me know let me know in a comment down below where you are in your lives how you felt about this any commentary i'll do my best to get back as soon as i possibly can and also if you did enjoy the content please hit the thumbs up on the youtube video just helps it get sent out to more people in the community and if you feel like this would resonate with someone else please share it to some of your close friends if you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching that's all available on boldojo.com guided meditation free resources of wisdom free weekly on my newsletter Bowl Sip. just chuck your email in comes out every friday that's all available all the links down below and if you would like to support the podcast directly you can donate anything that you wish through the paypal link down below or on the website balldojo.com in the podcast section anything that you guys give is always super appreciated so thank you very much wishing you all the love peace and joy in this life